Hey guys, welcome back to Out on a Tangent. Oh boy, have we gone through some technical difficulties. Uh, I don't even know what episode this is anymore. Is it six or seven? No idea. Well, I'll put it in the episode title. Welcome back to episode six or seven of Out on a Tangent. This week, despite technical difficulties, Kathy and I are sharing the microphone. This is our third or fourth time trying to record this episode, so we are sorry that it is posting late. But we are just happy to bring you any content at all at this point. I'm trying, you guys. (laughs) Our program doesn't work anymore. I had to find a new program and update everything. And now I don't know if one of our microphones is broken. It's just been a ride. Anyway, this week we're going to play another game uh, that I found from a website called Epic Reads. So thank you, Epic Reads. It's called Guess That Youth... uh, What does YA stand for? Young Adult. Young Adult, not Youth Adult. (laughs) YA book from our boring description. Can you guess it? Okay. So, uh, hopefully, I think Kathy could get most of these. I think I picked some books that uh, she would know. The pressure is on. <laughs> okay. Uh, Keep six- score at home. See if you can beat me. 16-year-old takes a test. It doesn't go so well. She changes her name. Her parents help her out when her friends are drugged. Hmm. We need, like, Jeopardy music in the background. Because I have to think, oh, don't get us copyright strike. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> um, 16-year-old girl takes a test. Do you want a and genre? And then ends up changing her name. I can give you a genre. Uh, is it fantasy? No. Okay, then yeah. It's sci-fi. Okay. Um... Is it, I feel like it's got to be either Hunger Games or Divergent. It is one of those. Okay. Um, do I know them well enough to decide which one? Yeah, my um, next clue was going to be Angela loves it, but she loves both of those She things. does, so that's <laughs> not even a hint. I'm going to go with Hunger Games. Nope, it's Divergent. Okay. I can't believe you've never even seen the movie of Divergent. I have not seen any of those adaptations, and sci-fi is not the genre that I gravitate towards. Yeah. okay. Well, I somehow <laughs> missed the like that whole boom where both of those were like really yeah. big right after each that other. That was when I was in middle school. Yeah, I was... Like 2012, 2011, 2012? I, yeah, I was living that college life, and so I was literally under a rock. Yeah. And it somehow <laughs> just, like, snuck by me. Well, okay. Kathy has zero points. Let's go to the next one. <laughs> Two sick kids go to a sick kids meeting, then talk about their favorite author until one of them stops talking. Uh, the Fault in Our Stars. Yes. What a weird description of that book. <laughs> I mean, I guess accurate, but also weird. Um, A kid has problems at school, so he's brought to a camp to find out who his real dad is. Oh, that's Percy Jackson. Yeah. (laughs) That one I didn't understand when I read it, and then I clicked it to reveal the answer, and I'm like, oh, Percy Jackson, that's hilarious. I have two points now. A girl moves in with her dad. She meets a boy with an old soul, and they go to prom. Oh, that's Twilight. Yeah. (laughs) That's not a terrible summary of it, to be honest. Old Soul is hilarious, though. (laughs) Well, it depends, because 
Edward believes that vampires don't have souls. Well, I think they meant old soul, but he's literally like 200 yes. years old. That's kind of funny. Um, through an app, two boys meet up and spend the day with each other. Hmm. I don't know if you've read this one. I'm guessing not, because I don't know it right off the bat like I did the others. Can I have a genre? I believe sci-fi. Again. Okay. It's either sci-fi or general fiction. Two boys through an app. Okay, so now I'm really going to date myself, because kind of Ender's Game fits. Not, Not really, but there is like... VR sort of like a game app involved and so that's stuck in my head and it's blocking like any other idea. <laughs> it is not Ender's Game. No, I knew it wasn't. <laughs> I just had to vocalize it to try and get it out of my head so I could move on to other ideas. Got it, okay. <laughs> I feel like um, it's relatively new. Nope. I don't know. The word both is in the title. Yeah, I should I should definitely know this one. But it's, it's not. called They Both Die at the End. Oh, okay. Yeah. Have you read that? I haven't. I did order it. Yeah, I was thinking <laughs> it was relatively new. Yeah, it's... And I had seen it when I looked at it. I was like, oh, I've seen that cover, so Kathy's probably seen this book. Yes, I have seen the book <laughs> and I ordered it, so I have read summaries, but no. Okay. It wasn't, I wasn't going to get that one. <laughs> Okay, here's another one. A boy from out of town attracts danger when he attends a classmate's party. This the Great one, Gatsby. <laughs> um, <laughs> this one I kind of fits. This one I think is a classic YA book. I'm pretty sure, anyway. Okay. And by classic, I mean like it could also be relatively new, but I've heard of it. <laughs> Yeah. It's so As fun. a disclaimer to those of you who don't know how old I am, they did have YA when I was a teenager. I just wasn't allowed to read any of it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not... I've done a lot of catching up, but I haven't caught up on everything. I'm not as old as I seem. <laughs> um, Can you read the description again? Yeah. Okay, a boy a boy from out of town attracts danger when he attends a classmate's party. You said it's sci-fi. I believe so. Okay. Um Nope. I do not know. It is I Am Number Four. Oh, okay. Is that a sci-fi? Yeah, I think we do have it up in sci-fi. That's That was my guess. I wasn't sure because I didn't look it up in our catalog. I just yep, saw it. Yeah, I can <laughs> picture the title. I can, like, picture the cover. That's like, I feel like that is a book that people know about. Like, I feel like it's, like, not a classic YA book, but I've heard of it. Yeah, it has some title recognition. Was it a movie? Maybe it was a movie, too. I don't know. I don't know. That's, we could also talk about books into movies again, if we can ever get the two microphones to work again. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, what? let's, uh, 
What if you had to come up with a random description for a book? Okay. Doesn't have to be YA. It could be anything. We liked, we've played this in the department just for fun with like children's picture books, and that's pretty funny. <laughs> like, Crazy Bird. Don't let the pigeon drive the bus. <laughs> okay. Well, so I was thinking about this when I was packing the other day. And let's see if you can figure out what book I'm talking about. Okay. It's not going to be like a pretty one sentence summary because I've never said anything in one sentence <laughs> that I could say in 12 instead. Okay. <laughs> so boy shows up is like the classic I'm a nice guy guy. Okay. It doesn't work. He gets the girl once he actually teaches himself how to be a nice guy. Okay, not thinking about a book, but uh, all I can think about is the movie Grease. <laughs> yeah, that also fits. Um, I don't know. So, what genre is it? Uh, it's like um, like a school, to, like a book that you would read in literature, probably. Oh. It is one of my very favorite books. Is it a Jane Austen book? It sure is. Oh boy, I don't know. I was going to say Pride and Prejudice, but is that is it Pride yep. and Prejudice? I've yeah. never read that. I didn't have to read that for school. Interesting. I had to read, like, what did we read? I read To Kill a Mockingbird, mm-hmm. Romeo yeah. and Juliet. Yeah, I was supposed to read that. Macbeth. <laughs> did actually read that. I'm just going to name all the Shakespeare. I think King Lear I read. King Lear? Mm. I think that's all the Shakespeare I did. And I did Oedipus. Yup. That was difficult. And... Did you do Beowulf? Yes. I did that in my... Uh, my senior year, I took, like, a college running start class. But the regular, like, senior year English, you don't read that. Okay. But I read that in seventh grade. We did Beowulf and Canterbury Tales in seventh grade. Then I didn't touch it again until my senior year of high school. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. I think I did Beowulf in like 8th and 11th or 8th and 10th. And then maybe even 8th, 10th, and 12th because I know I've read Beowulf a bunch of times. Really? But I, uh, I do really enjoy it. Not the movie version, which is just strange... I don't think it's well cast, but I really like to read Beowulf aloud yeah. and simulate the uh, original pronunciation mm. and also to edit it while I read and wonder what it would have originally been like because the written version was written down by monks. Mm. And so they replaced all the pagan imagery with Christian imagery. Oh. And it makes me wonder like what the, what the allegory was instead, like what yeah. the imagery was instead. I did not know that. So I like to read it aloud to my cats <laughs> and then speculate on what similes might actually have been. <laughs> fantastic. I am a crazy cat lady. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll sit and listen, right? Some of them. 
Yeah, what's your favorite? Um, this is way tangenty. What's your favorite movie adaptation of Romeo and Juliet? Because I had to watch a bunch my sophomore year of high school when mm. we read it. I think my favorite one that we watched was I think it has Leonardo DiCaprio in it. Yep. And it was made in the nineties. Romeo plus Juliet, I think, is the name of that one. Also, Romeo and Juliet, solid. <laughs> It's an animated movie that, well, it's kind of a musical using the music stylings of Sir Elton John, which is fabulous. And there was one from the 60s where the actor in it looks exactly like Zac Efron in High School Yes, musical. that one is my favorite. So it's Franco Zeffirelli okay. from 1968, and it has um, some very distinct music. Mm-hmm that has been used repeatedly by ice dancing couples, oh, which okay. I love. And the lead, Romeo, looks just like Zac Efron he from does. High School Musical. We literally, my, I remember my English teacher had to pause it because everybody was like, is that Zac Efron? And she's like, guys, this movie from 1968, no, it is not Zac Efron. Yeah, it's an uncanny resemblance, and the costuming is really strange, and they all resemble court jesters. Yeah. They have, like, bright colored stripey clothing. Yeah. It's a lot of strange directorial decisions, but it makes it a very entertaining watch. I feel like, imagine, like, a vaudevillian Romeo and Juliet is kind of... Yeah, almost, yeah. yeah. Do, do you guys know what vaudeville is? I don't know if they know <laughs> what vaudeville is. It's, uh, English, like, British theater that's a little bit, like comedic and over the top like campy which is another word you guys might not know yeah it's like early turn of the 20th century variety theater yeah i think the closest thing would be the three stooges like an american thing that's yeah like charlie chaplin yeah um just goofy stuff goofy weird silly stuff yeah and some of it aged pretty well and some of it aged not well at all yeah but it's you know Part of theatrical history, yeah, for better or worse. Did you have to watch uh, Great Gatsby adaptations in school? I don't think so. We watched, I think, three. Wow. The first one, I want to say, had Robert Redford in it. Might be wrong. The second one, again, Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) (laughs) Yup. Because he does everything, I guess. Uh, the first one was from the 70s. I think I like the one from the 70s better, but that's just me. Um, and I think the one with Leonardo DiCaprio also had Taylor Swift in it, if I remember correctly. I don't know. I never saw it. Some sort of pop singer. It might have been Taylor Swift. It might have been someone else. I don't know. It wasn't a bad movie by any uh, stretch of the imagination, but yeah. This turned into a podcast about high school English. What are you guys reading in high school <laughs> English these days? I'm sure it's the same. I'm sure you're doing Shakespeare, whatever Shakespearean things you do in high school well, English. It's very interesting. I'll be curious to see what you guys are actually reading because the librarian, school librarian, professional literature is really pushing to rewrite the canon, which is like rewrite the list of books that are taught in classes oh, boy. to modernize and diversify it. Yeah, it would like, be good to not read, like, it was so boring. Like, we read To Kill a Mockingbird, I understand. 
Speak is another book that we have here at the library that is a great resource and is really... That's the most modern book I think I read in English. Uh, and then I did Animal Farm, which was horrible for me. And then this book called The Good Earth, which is about um, the Chinese one-child rule. And that was very sad <laughs> to read. And what else did we do? Great Gatsby was okay. Tom Sawyer was okay. Was it Tom Sawyer or Huckleberry Finn? Might have been Huckleberry Finn. I don't know. They're both terrible. <laughs> it's just like all these books that were like so long and not good. Oh, the one I hated the most. It's um, Ernest Hemingway, the one about a fisherman, like a guy alone on a boat. What's oh, that called? The Old Man in the Sea. Yeah. Oh, that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was supposed to read that, but I chose not to. I, uh, my high school English, I think I only read, like, a third of what was assigned because it wasn't my jam. No, it was awful. And then I ended up, like, rereading some of it in college and being like, oh, okay, it's not that bad, but... It's but, awful when you have, like, seven other classes worth yeah. of work to do. Well, and the worst thing anyone can do to me if they want me to read a book is, like, assign it. Because yeah. as soon as it's an assignment, I have no interest in it. Mm -hmm. It could be a book that I, like, picked out myself and was like, I'm so excited to read this. And then if someone tells me I have to read it, not gonna it's read it. not going to happen. Exactly. Yeah, I do not do well with people, like, telling me what to read. So I, I missed a lot of it, It is what it is. I don't really feel like it's, um, I don't feel the lack. Yeah. Um... Which is what it is. What does that say about <laughs> the, the, the list that was being taught? I mean, like, but. I will say, when I was in high school, this, unfortunately, I believe there was a... I read Frankenstein my senior year in my college Running Star class. There was a graphic novel version of Frankenstein mm -hmm. that I believe we were allowed to read or was just, like, made known as an option to us. And some people got to read the graphic novel version of The Odyssey and the Iliad, which I would have much rather had a graphic novel. Yeah, I had to read The Iliad and the Odyssey a lot of times, but we also always watched, like, the same movie adaptation of The Odyssey, so yeah. I know it backwards and forwards. I know the one and you're I don't, talking about. <laughs> don't mind it so much. I will say, if you are struggling to get through Frankenstein, um... We have a book in our graphic novel collection called Mary's Monster, which is by Lita Judge, and it is a graphic biography of Mary Shelley and talking about the parallels in her life that inspired her to work on Frankenstein. Like, she was in a really, really messy home life situation. She had these very progressive parents especially her mother so she had already been raised like really defying expectations of women at the time so yeah. she had all these wild and crazy notions <laughs> and then she was part of this very like free-spirited artist community which was very messy and very dramatic but also a, a source of inspiration but she had like was pregnant at the same time that she was writing this book. And there goes the printer. <laughs> We're in a classy uh, recording studio, you guys. <laughs> We're in our workroom, and so we do have 
like our story time recording space, our printer, our die cut machine, all of our craft supplies. We adapted for the pandemic, so we put everything in one room. Um, but she's pregnant as she's working on this, and it really parallels like her writing the book to her like growing the baby. Yeah. And talks about like because then also like her husband like runs off on her and then he dies and it's like so it's adds a lot of context yeah. that makes it feel a lot more real mm-hmm. and she's much more interesting and so it's a graphic novel in verse mm-hmm. so it's a quick read because yeah it's like. Not poetry, but it's, like, fewer words per page because it's in verse, and... It's beautifully illustrated, too. Yeah, and she did the illustrations, and it's breathtaking. And so, if you're struggling with Frankenstein, and you want to know, like, the behind the scenes, which is more interesting... Yeah. Highly recommend Mary's Monster. And if you're struggling with any of the, like, plays, like Oedipus, or any of the Shakespeare stuff... A recommendation that I'm going to throw out there. Get a bunch of your friends together and read it as you're, like, read it like you're pretending that you're going to put on a play. Because if you do that, there's a higher chance that you're going to retain the information if everybody plays a part. Or if you don't want to do it with your friends, rope your family into it. Rope your parents into it. <laughs> rope whoever you want into it. and your just cats. <laughs> yeah, just have fun with it. Because if you try, like... A couple of my English teachers had us act out the plays while we were reading them. And that was super helpful for me. Instead of just having it assigned to me as homework and then reading it, answering whatever questions, and then coming back to class for discussion. It's more fun. Because it's meant to be read as a play, and it's meant to be read by a bunch of people at the same time. So, if you're struggling, if you have any issues with retaining stuff, like I had a huge issue with retaining English materials. Because like Kathy said, when you get assigned a book... For me, I'm like, I don't want to read it. Yeah. If my English is like, read this, I'm like, I don't want to read it. <laughs> um, so try that. Or, you know, there's also, uh, we're not going to condone this, but there's also some plays on YouTube you can probably watch. Some of, of them are them. totally legal. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of productions that are totally above board on YouTube, so... We can condone the legal ones. Yeah, if it's legal, go <laughs> ahead. There also might be, I don't know if this is a thing, but there might be an audio version on Hoopla. Yep, I would always... Check Hoopla. Check Hoopla because a lot of their audiobooks are performed by full casts. Yeah. And that helps a lot. Um, and also, like, if you need the broad strokes of a story, like... Find a modernized adaptation of it. Like, yeah. so many great YA books that are coming out right now are retellings inspired by using the same plot points as these, like, very stuffy books, which is part of why there's this big movement to, like, modernize and diversify canon. Because, like, you're not losing the story by yeah. swapping out Pride and Prejudice for Pride by Evie Boy. Like, it's, yeah. it's a direct retelling but it's way more vibrant because it takes place in, like, the Bronx or Harlem or... I can't remember because it's been a few years. But. Weren't you telling me about one that was, like, the Knights of the Round Table in space? Yep, that was one of our book talks from one of our previous podcast yeah, episodes. Yep, yeah, yeah, Once in Future. So go back and listen yeah. for Once that. Once in Future by Amy Rose Capetta and um, Corey McCarthy. 
and that is gender bent King Arthur retelling in space, space dragons. Like that sounds so <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I remember. I I couldn't remember if you were just telling us about that, like in just through work life, or if we talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, I brought that in. I think to the last episode. Was that so, the last episode? Maybe or two no, episodes no, ago. No, no, because we played that. We played what right. would you do? The so last two episodes episode. ago. You got the summer reading is crazy. Summer reading is absolutely crazy, but it's so fun. And let's wrap up the podcast with some plugs for summer reading. Teens, if you are a teen listening to this podcast, you can come in and get a bingo card. And if you black out the bingo card, which is not just reading, there's activities. You have to come to one of our programs. You can sign up for teen advisory board if you want to tell us what you want in the library for programming. And if you black it out, you bring it back before August 11th and you get entered to win. What, Kathy? A Nintendo Switch. Come on, guys. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. And when we say attend a program, like we have crafts and programs in bags that you can take home and do on your own time. And that counts. So it's not like you have to commit to being here at a certain time with other people if that's not your jam. Like yeah. You can pick it up and take it home and do it at midnight or two in the morning. Yeah. Or, like that we, we meant interact with a library thing. That come we're visit us. Yes. <laughs> we really just want you to come visit us. Look at the collection. See what's going on. Welcome back. And yeah, come in, guys. Come to the library. Do fun things. We have so many fun things for you. So make sure that you are working on those bingo cards. You have until, like Sam said, Wednesday, August 11th. And we also will have a teen finale event in mid-August. So if you have ideas for that, let us know because we are still working on planning it and we would love to hear what you actually want from us you in terms can, of programming. Sorry about that. You can uh, interact with us on our Discord. If yep. you want, we have people already in the Discord sending like funny memes and stuff. Ben does a lot with that. So if you want to give us ideas through the Discord, you can email us, you can call us, you can come in. You can drop comments on any of our TikToks. Yep, you can. Yeah, follow us on TikTok, follow us on Instagram. If you guys do Facebook, because I know it's not cool for teens to use Facebook, follow us on Facebook. Ugh. <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> so, yeah. Please come to the library. We, we love you guys. We want to hang out with you guys. And we, we really want to make it a space full of the things that you want it to be filled with. But we need to know what that is first. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> we don't know what you want unless you tell us. Because all so. of us are old. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, we'll catch you next week and hopefully not have as yeah. much issues. We won't, we won't be as silly next time. But like we said, we've been trying to record this for a while. A week. <laughs> so. A week. We've, uh, we've gotten a little punchy. Yeah. Hopefully next time we won't be like a foot away from each other sharing a microphone. <laughs> See you next time, guys. Bye, everybody. <laughs>